This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. At this point, what are the biggest sticking points in the negotiation? And the president, he said that he's willing to cut spending, but he also wants to raise revenue as well. Are you willing to talk about that? No. Um, just to be clear why. When you talk about raising revenue, if you look at the 50-year average of America, how much money have we brought in by revenue? That would be roughly about 17% of GDP. Right now, we're bringing almost 20% of GDP in in revenue. Now, how many times has that happened in modern history? Only twice, in 1944 and in 2000. So you're bringing in more money and a higher percentage than any other time. Now, so why are we in such a problem? The expenditures, the amount of money government spends. So on a 50-year average, government normally spends about 21% of GDP. Right now, with 22, after the Democrats took over, they're over 24% of GDP. So the problem is not revenue. The problem is spending. So if you want to know where our differences have been, it's always been the same place. I simply believe, like any household, like any business, like any state government, when you're this far out of whack, you have to spend less than you spent last year. That's why we talk about that going back um, to where we spent just five months ago. Put a cap in there, grow the economy, pull back money that hasn't been spent like COVID funds that have sat there for two years. Who thinks you should do that? Save the taxpayer money, grow the economy by cutting red tape, letting us build things again in America. So these are just a few things. The other thing is, how do we get people back into the workforce, right? So we're only talking about, in work requirements, able-bodied people who have no dependents. Should we borrow money from China to pay people who are able-bodied with no dependents to sit on the couch? I don't think so, because we have found every study, it takes people off poverty rolls and puts them into jobs. It gives them a sense of worth. They're able to buy a house. They're able to send their kids to college. It's a very positive American thing. But are defense cuts on the table? No. Defense, when you're sitting, the president was just at G7 talking about the fear and the challenge of what China's doing. We watched what's happening in Ukraine. We've watched the amount of weaponry we had to provide to Ukraine. We don't want to make America in a threatening position. So no, defense should not be on the table. It's a responsibility. I'm a, I'm a person who believes in limited government, and it is a responsibility of those to make sure we have the defense of this nation, and that would be a mistake. President Biden, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, meeting at the White House yesterday over the debt ceiling. That meeting lasted about an hour and a half and was called productive by both sides. No deal, though, was reached. Let's go to the White House, where we find NBC News Chief White House Correspondent Kristen Welker. Kristen, good morning. What's the latest there? 
Hi, Willie. Good morning to you. Well, talks really are down to the wire here. A source familiar with the negotiations telling me overnight there's still no deal in sight. There are still a lot of sticking points. And just as a reminder to everyone, the debt limit is like the nation's credit card bill. It's debt that the country already owes. Now, look, the one encouraging sign is that both sides are talking and talking and talking around the clock. But the question is, will it be enough to avoid a potential economic disaster? Okay, this is all this is all airhead nonsense put out by MSNBC, put out by all of them. It's nonsense. It's total nonsense. Bottom line, they had a conference meeting this morning. And last night, I will be brutally frank with you. Uh, There were elements that wanted to surrender, right? But people bucked up. And this morning, uh, McCarthy was pitch perfect. We got that Jake Sherman and uh, John Wood Bresnahan are, are tweeting out a lot of what went on the conference. If Denver could put that up. Uh, McCarthy is, hey, we're going to hold the line. they got to agree to cuts. We're not going to play games here. But here's the, here's the key point. Here's the key point. And this audience is always, you know, months and months, if not years ahead of things. But on this one, you've been really ahead. This is why you're chairman of the creditors committee. And this is the important part right now. Why? This is a false deadline. I've done these restructurings in my professional life all the time. This is a false deadline. Janet Yellen's got to show the math. Why are we dependent upon Janet Yellen? She hasn't been right on anything. She's Secretary of Treasury. She's had massive misses on, on the inflation situation, on the American Recovery Act, on all this. It's all on her watch. Why are we just having her send over this letter and it's got the only number on it's the date on the letter? We need and demand that she come forward with what's really the cash flow here because I'm telling you in June, as Andy Biggs said on the show yesterday, there's a ton of cash that comes in around the middle of the month from tax receipts and other ways that just the money flows into the system. At worst, you may have a small, tiny little air pocket, but that air pocket does not include, remember this, does not include any possibility to default. It is impossible to default. Let me repeat that. It's impossible to default. A default is missing interest payments or paying off face amount when they come due of government securities. There's plenty of cash to do that. There's plenty of cash to make sure the Social Security and the, and the Medicare things get taken care of. She would willfully have to decide not to do that. Might you have some contractor at the Department of Labor, right, that gets, maybe their check comes on the 15th instead of on the 10th? Uh, is there somebody in the Department of Education, some contractor, that maybe the cash is not there? Uh, maybe even certain government employees, maybe uh, the check, instead of coming on uh, the 1st, maybe it comes on the 5th. Hey, you know, they, 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 here's what a lie is. We go to Getter. If you go to my pen, my, my crack and production staff here, the one, I think the only article I have pinned, Politico essentially came out last night with an article and agreed, and in in they talked to people at Treasury, the, 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 the working staff at Treasury, the administrative state that does not the political appointees, the buried lead five parts down, five paragraphs down, is the prioritization of payments. You ever heard that term, the prioritization of payments? Prioritization of payments works. It takes some effort. they got to do some work. You know, Janet Yellen said there's some hard decisions. There is a total difference. Just remember, as chairman of the creditors committee, you are the one that's going to be the ultimate decider. You're ultra MAGA. Remember, you're 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 a MAGA 
uh, terror, MAGA, uh, legis- you back MAGA legislative terrorists. You're MAGA extremist, ultra MAGA extremist. But you're the only people out there of 330 million of your citizens, a lot more now understanding it, but you understand it better. Than you have to bifurcate. A default is about a government security that keeps our credit rating. The pay your bills, they're trying to, they're trying to move the goalposts. No, 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 no. She even says we've got to make some hard decisions. Yeah. How hard of a decision? Somebody going to get paid on the 4th of June versus the 7th of June? And, 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 the, and, the, and we would do an entire deal and raise the debt ceiling another trillion and a half dollars? Remember what the what – the, and these are not – we're not close to a deal. When you really look to it, going back to the Hill story, what's coming out, the budget caps are on the table. The cuts of whether it goes to, to pre, uh, pre-COVID, um, um, defense versus non-defense. By the way, I'm quite open to having some defense cuts here. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. The work requirements is a joke. You've got to have more work requirements because they understand when they make them go to work, these deadbeats all of a sudden, hey, they don't need the Medicaid. They go get a job. They go instead of instead of being freeloaders, they go get a job, which is the purpose of the exercise. Then, most importantly, the timeline. What Biden these guys want is to push it after the inauguration in twenty twenty five. That number, that math, nobody's had the courage to say it. That math is four trillion dollars. So we're just going to add another. You're just going to give them four trillion dollars to spend and, and to to have deficits that we're going to have to print money or or have the Chinese or Japanese. Uh, you know, buy bonds. Okay? So we're in it now. But I will tell you from overnight, because remember, there are certain elements of leadership that are um, very tied to Wall Street and the Uniparty that want a deal. They just say, we don't care. Let's spend the money. It's the middle class and working poor. They're getting crushed. We don't care. We're, We're making more money than ever. Remember, the elites don't care on this thing. They wanted to continue on. That's what you're holding the line. And I'm telling you, from last night, let's say at 8 to 10 o'clock to this morning, total sea change. McCarthy saying all the right things. All the tweets out there, he's saying we're going to get cuts, we're going to get work requirements. Uh, Matt Gates said it was pitch perfect. And what McCarthy asked for is to just have my back. The number's 202-225-3121. That's the House. Make sure the people in the House that represent you have an absolute, in their mind, it's totally clear totally clear where your position is on this, that we've given them the best deal they're going to get. Senate ought to pass it. Biden ought to sign it. We're not happy. But in the spirit, in the spirit of moving things forward, we'll, we'll, we'll take it this time and get you next time. If they don't like that, then, hey, let's say let's add, we're going to be going to Geneva. we got Nor Ben Laden right here. If they don't like that, we go right away. We start adding border security, start adding, getting out of the WHO, start adding more cuts. You you ratchet up the pressure. You don't back off. You ratchet up. You move forward. You be aggressive. Today's a huge day. This morning, the conference was a huge That conference was supposed to be about politics. It wasn't even supposed to be about this. This was members brought up. And by the way, some of the, some of the old lions, I think we're going to have Ralph Norman this afternoon. I think we're going to have Lauren Boebert. We've, we've scheduled both those. It depends upon votes if we get them. Uh, but Ralph Norman's been a, a been a, a, an incredible leader in this. Uh, let me go to Dave Brat. Dave, uh, do you like what you hear? You've seen the tweets coming out from um, from Jake Sherman and the team at all these different uh, news sites. Uh, do you like yeah. what you see so far? 
Yeah, I agree with everything you said. The, the content uh, is pitch perfect, but the pitch, the pitch I still find to be almost defensive, uh, which is just shocking to me. It's very hard to get your message out, right? And so uh, McCarthy uh, deserves huge credit for getting that conference. That's a gigantic move. Back was when I was in there, there was no prayer of getting any movement on a significant policy issue like this. But you know, two points, uh, which you'll never see in the press because they're just common sense. Uh, point number one is the Republican House has passed a bill and the Senate Democrats have not. And it, th these views are my own. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody. Right. Uh, so that's the politics of it. The Republicans have passed a bill that takes discipline. It's very hard to make cuts out in public. Uh, we passed a bill. The Democrats haven't. That right there ought to end uh, most of this, uh, you know, gibberish around this debate. The other side doesn't even have a plan. Uh, secondly, the the debt at the end of this budget window, uh, the ten year budget window, is fifty trillion dollars. No one ever mentions that. Republican CEOs come on TV and try to look cool, and they'll talk about these radicals in the Republican House, these mega, you know, people. Uh, and then the left, of course, is is extreme in their language against these mega people. Uh, we're only saving four trillion out of fifty trillion here. This is not a radical move. You'll never see that uh, in the press, right? We started off uh, with Russ Vote uh, making her Herculean efforts towards saving seventeen uh, trillion to just leave us where we are now at a meager thirty-two trillion in debt. That's where we are now on the back of our kids. And going forward with a 5% interest rate on $50 trillion, that's $2.5 in just interest payments. That's three times our current defense budget. So I, I, McCarthy uh, was pitch perfect, but the pitch, I wish, just get aggressive. Just tell the American people we yeah. have the moral high ground. They do not. I think you tell them, by the way, we've got Social Security. One of the biggest messaging things, as you and I have talked about, we have not let them uh, pillory the yeah. uh, the Republicans of MAGA on Social Security and Medicare. That that's off the that's off the table. That's why Pence and DeSantis and these guys are just don't understand what the main thing is here, right? How we got to break the cartel yeah. right now. Yeah. But I agree with you. We need we need to tell Biden. Now here's the deal, dude. I've done this on many transactions. Uh, the um, the deal's good to five o'clock tonight. At five o'clock tonight, the deal gets harder. So you get your guys over there, come back to me. It's called an exploding offer. You got it till five. At five o'clock, it's the deal on the table. If you don't take it by five, new deal. And jam them. Okay, Dave Brat's going to be with us. We're going to go to Geneva. Nor Ben Leiden on the scene of the taking of American sovereignty. Next. President Trump recently issued a warning from his home at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to quote this. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple of weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it 
in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um... We got a lot more to get through the death scene. We got so much going on now. Curating the show is quite difficult because there's just so many big stories we want to cover and uh, we should be covering, but we got to prioritize. Uh, make sure we, you need a great night's sleep. You need the sleep, the sleep of the just more than ever. Make sure you go to mypillow.com. Promo code WARROOM today. The MyPillow 2.0, best technology ever. You'll love it. Buy one, get one free, plus a massive discount on the topper. Uh, which is Topper 2.0, and Mike's got all these massive discounts on slippers, on towels, all of it to move inventory to clear up his balance sheet so he can start getting uh, more pillows on it. Okay, so go check it out, MyPillow.com, promo code boardroom, do it today. Uh, Nor Bin Laden. Uh, so, uh, Nor, you're live in Geneva. Here's my question for you. Daily Mail has a huge story this morning on the head of WHO, and he his point is that you and Michelle Bachman are uh, extremists, and you and Michelle Bachman are nervous Nellies, and you and Michelle Bachman are hysterical, and he, he and the WHO and the World Health Assembly are trying to protect mankind for these great biblical pandemics that are all before us. Ma'am, your response. I mentioned yesterday, Steve, you know, that the theme for this year's World Health Assembly is saving lives, uh, but it is actually, in reality, surveilling lives. And it is always the same playbook. They use crises and uh, they use these pretexts of wanting to help save mankind and protect mankind and offer us health coverage and security. All uh, These are all very lofty ideals that people can get behind, obviously, uh, but when you look at actually what is being proposed and what they are setting up for us, it is, in fact, the exact opposite. They want uh, death, in essence, to say it very strongly. They will probably say that I'm an extremist, even more so for saying that. But this is exactly why, you know, I mentioned very briefly yesterday, um, my friend and I, we started this website called We Hurt Others, WHO, uh, We Hurt Others because this is exactly what they do. We cannot sugarcoat it. They want to hurt us. They lie about what it is they are trying to do with their agenda. 
and uh, they actually poison us when we look at these mass inoculation programs that they have for us with very dubious substances. And uh, in conjunction with mass immunization programs that they have been rolling out for decades now, with the intensification, obviously, of H1N1 and uh, COVID, they are using this in conjunction with digital IDs so that, you know, we can be, the authorities can be kept up to date with uh, these inoculations. Everything goes hand in hand. This entire surveillance, mass tracking, biosecurity state that they want to implement goes through this extension, consolidation, and centralization of the powers of the WHO. And I've mentioned this many times when I've come on the show, Steve, you know, this goes hand in hand with the destruction of U.S. sovereignty. The U.S. is the one nation that stands in the way of this new world order, of this world government. And coming back to the opening of the, of the show, of your show, Steve, and your monologue, you need to defund the WHO and exit the WHO. And that'll be already a good chunk of the budget problem that will be sorted. So you're adamant in your, in your thinking. By the way, you and Naomi Wolf uh, warned us about this, you know, at the beginning, you know, in the pain, and I think in 2020, 2021, uh, that this day was coming. Uh, you believe that this is a, the, the, what's really going on here when you connect all these dots of what their efforts are, is a mass surveillance program uh, for every former citizen of a nation in the world where they have absolute and total control? Is that, is that, your, is that, is that the theory of your case? Yes, nations will be merely outlined on a map. That's it. There will be no more nations, so to speak, or national sovereignty or governments that are supposed to represent the will of the people. All of this is being eradicated and the plans are being drawn up here in Geneva. And I just want to say, because I think it's important to remember everyone that on the first day that the Biden regime was installed, a few hours after this very phony inauguration, one of the executive orders that was signed um, by Biden was the re-entering of the United States uh, to the WHO as a member state. And ever since, the United States government, I mean, the, the regime, the Biden regime, has been working hand in hand with the WHO to further these plans through um, this pandemic preparedness agenda, as they refer to it. And you had the permanent mission. Wait, I have uh, the name here because it's actually quite complicated, but the permanent mission of the United States of America to the United Nations office and other international organizations organizations in Geneva, that's the full name of the body that is here in Geneva representing the United States government, they actually sent a letter with proposed, proposed amendments to the international health regula regulations in January 2022 with, uh, the, um, with an official letter from Lois Pace from the Health and Human Services Department of the government. And they are actually the ones that kicked off this process of amending the international health regulations in conjunction, you know, parallel to the pandemic accord that is also being put forward by member states at the WHO. So 
the the Biden regime is actually driving the eradication of its own country's sovereignty. You have a rogue band of people at the head of the country, of your country, that absolutely hate America and want to completely hand the country to the globalists. Your unit party has sold out. And you know, Michelle Batman made this very correct point. Why don't you have senators here? Why don't you have congressmen here? Because almost every single one of them, except for a few that are speaking about this, you mentioned the conference the other day, have sold out to this globalist class. They are ANOs, Americans in name only, whether they are on the left side or the right side, Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. They just are not representing America in any way, shape or form. Nor has there been, um, and you've done such a great job of exposing this, and of course, Reggie Littlejohn, I think we now have 24, 25 congressmen, all quote-unquote MAGA extremists that have now signed up for this. But here's the thing I find shocking, that in Europe, uh, with all the prosperity in Europe and in, in, uh, you know, places like Switzerland and places like the United Kingdom where people have really very much focused on their individual liberty, personal freedom, is there any grassroots, I mean, is there any effort at all of anybody to stand up what's happening there besides the American contingent of you and Michelle Bachman and the War Room and others? No, there are, thankfully, you know, but we're not getting here in Europe as much traction as in the United States. And, you know, uh, James Rogowski uh, just launched a, a website called WorldwideExitTheWho.com, I think, which lists in all the different countries, the ways that people can get involved, you know, whether you're in the UK, Australia, uh, France, et cetera, the different grassroots uh, organizations that are um, fighting this and that are standing up against this. But of course, the media here in Europe is even more captured than in the United States of America. So that's also a large part, um, the reason why we're not hearing uh, about these types of groups like the Sovereignty Coalition, like um, your children, et cetera, and other amazing guests that you bring into the show that are alerting the people uh, to this power grab. Uh, Nor, if you could, uh, by the way, I want to give all your sites right now so people can go, Dorn, we would love you to hold on or get back to you in the next hour when we get Michelle Bachman and others. Uh, where do people go to all these new sites that you've got in, in your social media? Sure. So the website is called WeHurtOthers.com. It's a repository of all the official documents of the WHO, uh, different articles, different resources uh, in terms of organizations and news outlets. We wanted to bring together all this valuable information and try to organize it in a helpful manner because there's just so much information. They are attacking us on so many fronts through this one organization, the WHO, which has been weaponized against us. They are not saving lives. On the very contrary, they are hurting lives. One of the reasons Nora's so valuable to freedom throughout the world is she's in Geneva. And, uh, you know, Michelle Bogman talked about Caesar and the big battles with the, uh, with the Swiss at the time when the Roman Republic pre-empire was expanding through Gaul and through that and, and, and how important Geneva was strategically. Just remember, the United Nations, what you see in New York is just the, that's the performative part. 
you got the security council, obviously, but in Geneva is the engine room. Geneva is where it all happens. Geneva is where all these huge institutions of the United Nations, paid for by you, you got UNESCO, you got WHO, you got all of them. And by the way, they're infested, infested with the Chinese Communist Party. Ambassador Bremberg, who we sent over there, would give us that chapter and verse. Nor, just hang on, we're going to come back to you in the next hour. Nor bin Laden, live in Geneva. Uh, the World Health Organization, this, this meeting, Michelle Bachman's been there, I think, for five days now. We're going to get a couple more days out of her before she heads back. A lot in the debt ceiling. Um, uh, a, a ton going on this morning. We're going to get it all in. We're going to have to juggle a few balls. We're keeping our hand on the pulse. Uh, Elise Stefanik just gave an incredible uh, press conference a minute ago. Uh, I think going to the floor right now is MTG on the impeachment. I think she's extending impeachment week. The subcommittee she's on for on the pandemic sent a uh, hold your documents to the head of C- the former head of CDC or the CDC, Dr. Walensky, who's stepping down. Preserve your documents. All of it. Next, we've got a uh, very special guest. Very special guest, Chadwick Moore, the official biographer. I guess we can say that. The official biographer, Tucker Cross, next in the war room. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down. Friends, it's hard to trust anything anymore. Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared for things to get worse? Because true freedom comes from self-reliance. And that means having emergency food on hand. Invest your food foundation with three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. That's a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day for energy during tough times. Get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Order yours today and receive a free Gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. Let me repeat that. You order today. You get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Action today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your order in and your free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Hey guys, Chabak Moore here. I'm the author of a new biography about Tucker Carlson titled Tucker. I have spent the last year researching and writing this book. And during that time, I've gotten to know Tucker, his family, his friends, and his staff very well. In fact, I've gotten to know Tucker the person, not the caricature that his enemies try to portray. I was working closely with Tucker when he was taken off the air by Fox. And as some of you know, I was also a regular on his show. And I happened to be a guest on the final episode of the show, which was on April 21st. I've also seen the monologue that Tucker planned to deliver on Monday, April 24th, before his show was abruptly taken off the air. That monologue dealt with, among other things, investigations around January 6th, and particularly Ray Epps, the only person captured on video inciting people to violence at the Capitol that day, and allegedly an FBI informant, 
who still has not been arrested or charged. Ironically, a good part of the monologue also dealt with the people and forces that are trying to silence him, like AOC and others in government. It has now been reported that his firing was a condition demanded by Dominion as part of the settlement with Fox. Although Dominion has denied this, my sources have intimate knowledge of the situation and they have assured me, even before this news leaked, that that is in fact the truth. If that is true, it would mean that a small group of people who have a controlling interest in Dominion have managed to silence what is arguably the most important and influential conservative voice in the country, possibly until after the next presidential election. Knowing Tucker's I do, I'm confident that he will not be silenced, as I'm sure all of you are as well. If you're interested in knowing more, if you want to know about who Tucker is, about his history, his passions, and what motivates him, Again, the title of the book is Tucker, and it's available for pre-order now at tuckerthebook.com or wherever books are sold. Now, uh, honored, now honored to have on here on uh, uh, Tuesday, 23 May in the year of our Lord, 2023. I think I missed that part in the beginning because we're doing so much debt ceiling. Um, Chadwick Moore, uh, the biographer of Tucker Carlson. Um, Chadwick, uh, first, that's a pretty big... That that Dominion made this as a side deal, as a verbal deal with the Fox guys that we need a scalp, and that scalp's got to be Tucker Carlson. Is that is that is that your theory of the case here? That you believe that is what happened? So that is what multiple people who are very close to the situation have assured me is the case. And this news was obviously it had been rumored. Uh, there had been reports that this is what had happened. These people told me this before that news leaked. There were other uh, producers, Fox producers, who were not my sources, caught on hidden camera, who also said that this was the case. But my sources said with great assurance that this is, in fact, definitely the reason why. And uh, uh, Dominion has, of course, denied this. Fox has also denied this. But I have no reason to believe that these sources do not know what they're talking about or that, they, or that they're misleading me in any way. Um, they're very sure that Dominion that uh, I was told that this agreement was reached literally moments before they were about to go to trial with Fox News. Fox News desperately did not want to go to trial. My sources said the reason for that was simply they didn't want Rupert Murdoch to testify. And in fact, I had other people at Fox tell me that uh, Fox thought they would win the case if they went to trial. They thought they had a really strong case that would actually prevail. But for that reason, they didn't. And this was a last minute uh, part of the settlement uh, agreement that was reached uh, that, that they would pull Tucker Carlson off the air. Uh, he was then told it was about six days later after that agreement was reached that he was pulled off. I, I think Chadwick Moore, and this tells you the, about the quality of the biography you're going to get, I, I believe uh, strongly that with Chadwick Moore, and this is backed up by some of the James O'Keefe videos and other things we know and people we know at Fox, uh, but in the, the, the big reveal here is not just that they wanted a scalp, I had actually heard they offered up Hannity, and they said, no, we want Tucker Carlson, uh, and Fox agreed to it. But as people remember on this show for the last couple of months, in particular, I was going to, I think when I did the beatdown of Murdoch from the main stage at, at CPAC, because I think the Murdochs are total, complete scumbags, um, the, um, because time constraint, I couldn't say, if you read the, remember the, from the moment the depositions came out and we read them, and I came back to the audience and said, hey, if you read the deposition, it made Biden look like, if you read Murdoch's deposition, it makes Biden look like the debate captain at the Oxford Union. I mean, Chadwick, for a guy that's performs, you know, the image is supposed to be succession, and he's such a, you know, he's such a genius, and he's got this. 
it was a it was an old man that t- to me really didn't have a grasp on the control of his organization what was going on or really even the election or what happened and, and is is my perception wrong in that deposition because soon as I said, I said they'll never they'll start the trial with him i said these attorneys will keep him up there for 3 days and destroy uh, the, whatever reputation he has left. Am I incorrect in that, according to your beliefs? Well, that seems to be what people very close to the situation also believe and which they've told me. But, you know, I don't think what, what these sources have also told me, one in particular um, who, who would know and works intimately with the higher-ups at Fox, said that essentially, you know, it's not just maybe Rupert Murdoch who's out of touch, but really the higher-ups at Fox and people on the board who made this decision in that, you know, they, they sort of didn't understand that Tucker Carlson wasn't just a Chris Hayes or a Sean Hannity, that he, in fact, was, you know, a movement more than a television show host, and that he brought in new viewers that were not typically cable news or Fox viewers. I mean, he had the, li- the highest ratings between 18 to 45-year-olds uh, in all of cable news. Those people typically do not watch cable news. And when Fox made this decision, they, they when the executives made this decision, they sort of thought it was no different than pulling Harris Faulkner off outnumbered or something. They thought, well, we got rid of Bill O'Reilly. People were mad for a while and it was fine. We got rid of Megyn Kelly. We were fine after that. They were so out of touch with their audience, according to this source, that they figured there was the same thing with Tucker Carlson. They didn't understand that, in fact, people organized their, their evenings around his show, that he was that his brand was just as powerful, if not more powerful, than their own brand. And they were so out of touch that they didn't realize this. So when people say they don't understand why Fox would get rid of their number one host and why they would do this as a condition of this settlement, it makes no sense to them. This is the reason I'm assured is why, that they're simply just completely out of touch and they sort of misjudged his power and that he was as powerful, if not more powerful, than the entire network. What about the organized uh, – there's clearly been an organized effort uh, post this, um, and particularly the blowback they got from the audience and the massive drop in ratings to not just – it's not smearing Tucker Carlson. It's trying to destroy Tucker Carlson uh, by these leaks, and, and it only could have come from people at Fox or associated with Fox. And I understand that Ken Griffin's ex-wife has been fingered as a board member. They thought it might be Congressman Ryan or, or her – but she might she actually might be the person that's that's helping with these leaks. Why would Fox go and try to destroy Tucker Carlson, given his, the esteem uh, the the uh, American right hold him in, sir? Well, if they are, and I've spoken to Tucker about this, and he believes that that they are behind some of them at least. So at least they they openly smeared him in the New York Times by saying he was racist because of some text message you sent, which wasn't racist at all. Uh, and he was, you know, hurt and confused by that. He doesn't really understand why they would be going after him. Uh, he's not disparaged them at all, and he didn't even disparage them to me in, in follow-ups about this. You know, he was shocked and confused uh, by the news, uh, but he's also resilient and upbeat and excited for the future. Uh, but the if, you know, they are behind this, and it looks like they are, and they did, in fact, you know, smear him to the New York Times in their in their statements about him, uh, and also the Wall Street Journal published, uh, uh, which is owned by News Corp, obviously, published a hit piece about the firing, saying it was about his behavior to colleagues, which is obviously not true. Everyone at Fox loved him. Uh, but it, I think it just goes back to what I had said earlier, that that it whoever is making these decisions is so completely out of touch with 
with the media universe and with their audience. Uh, and maybe they believe that they're the Fox News of 20 years ago and that they're absolutely unbeatable and that they're completely resilient and kind of do what they want. Uh, but it doesn't. And I'm not really here even to disparage Fox. I, I, I was a regular on Fox News for the last seven years. I do not think I'll ever be asked on again, even though I've never said anything bad about them, but simply because I've written a book about Tucker Carlson. Um, in fact, I just had a, an appearance scheduled for next week that they uh, pulled, but they didn't tell me that the reason. Um, but uh, it, it's. I've always had great experiences with everyone working at Fox. Uh, they've been really nice and wonderful to me, but I think that there's maybe some people higher up who are just so out of touch and maybe figured this ploy might work because it might work on some other lesser host. Um, you know, they, I think that a lot of people in television believe that hosts are interchangeable. All television careers are very um, temporary. You know, you're always going, if you, people shuffle around these networks constantly, but Tucker Carlson was obviously very different and very special. Uh, and I don't think that they've grasped that yet. And I don't think that the old tactics are are quite working as they thought that they might. By the way, decision like that can only be made at the Murdoch level. But look, the, 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 they still are going to enforce this contract to continue to pay him this deal, but hold him off, enforce that he can't go on another platform, start his own network, do whatever, uh, do the Twitter deal or whatever until 2025. Do you think that they will continue to try to enforce that? Right. Yeah. So he is still a Fox employee. Uh, in fact, he's still getting his paycheck. He did not in any way violate his contract, so he cannot be fired. Uh, he's currently I'm reading. He's not spoken to me about this, but currently, you know, lawyer lawyering up trying to end this. He did tell me he would like for this situation to end as soon as possible because he's desperate to get out there and start working again. He loves to work. Uh, he um, is, is, is missing his job and missing talking to his audience. Uh, but his contract does go until just after the 2024 presidential election. So it's really insidious if the network is trying to hold him to his contract until then and, and effectively silence him. Now, he may I haven't seen his contract, but he may have several legal avenues to pursue here against Fox News. Um, it seems uh, and, and you're right, they're continuing to pay him a lot of money, by the way, to simply do nothing and be silent, um, which seems um almost as bad as uh, what Dominion allegedly has done by demanding his scalp. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes. We'd love to hold you through the next segment. But t how long have you worked? You've known Tucker a long time. How long have you really been working on this book, not just the writing of it in the interviews? How long have you been thinking about it? I mean, how, this is a book that is the product of how many years' effort? Yeah, I've been I was uh, I've been on the show on Tucker Carlson's show for essentially the entire run of the program, um, and I was a, a guest when it, on the first episode when it moved into the eight p.m. time slot, and weirdly I was a guest on the final episode on April twenty first. Uh, so I've I've gotten to know Tucker well just through that and his team, and you know seriously writing and researching this book. It's been a little over a year. Where I've dedicated my whole last year. To working on this book. I've spent a lot of time with Tucker uh, at, his, at his homes in both Maine and in Florida uh, with his team, uh, with his family, his wife Susie, his father Dick Carlson, who is uh, also a lovely, really interesting guy, also a journalist, Dick Carlson. Uh, and um, so it's been you know, an entire year that, that I've been really getting to know him uh, and, and writing this book out. And you know, we, we were actually always going to announce this month, and it just so happened with this news, you know, we obviously had to go back and update some things and get the latest on that, which I've been talking to him several times since his show was pulled off the air and, 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 uh, you know, watching him sort of navigate that as well. Okay. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to return with Chadwick Moore. 
He's got the uh, book of the summer. Uh, I think it's, Chadwick. It comes out over. It's in July. Is that what's the what's the publication date? Correct. Uh, it's available for pre-sale now at talkofthebook.com or anywhere you buy books. The uh, publication date is July 18th, so that's when the books will ship out. 18 July. Okay, talk, uh, Chadwick, if you can just hang with us. Chadwick Moore, sure. the biographer of Tucker Carlson, was on the first show, on the last show, has spent a lot of time with him, I think hundreds of hours of interviews. An amazing, amazing book by, about an amazing guy. Short commercial break. Chadwick Moore on the other side in the war room. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because of EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including covid EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy-inflaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code STEVE. ekpure.com code STEVE. Has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Hello. I'm Steve Stern, CEO of Flagshirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit Flagshirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Okay, remember, 14 June, we had the Flag Day event. We'll get more details about that to you, um, but it's going to be from 10 in the morning to 6 at night. We're going to have, I think, 50 or 60 speakers, historians, all of it. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Um, I want to go back to Chadwick Moore, the biographer of Tucker Carlson, worked on this book day and night for a year. Uh, Chadwick, tell me about the journey. You know, on the Friday night, they at least said that Lachlan Murdoch and these guys in L.A. made the decision, quote-unquote, before they notified, I guess, Tucker uh, Monday morning 
he gave this kind of seminal speech at Heritage that talked about, you know, from the first time he showed up as, a, I guess, a, uh editorial assistant, uh, I think at Heritage, one of the Heritage spinoffs, to, to, you know, his show on, on Friday night. Um, talk about the journey. Is, is the book show the journey of Tucker Carlson? Because he's come, he, he's in a very different place today than when he first started off as a conservative, as an American, and as a member of a movement. Uh, right. Yeah. He's, so the book is very much his journey. You know, it's sort of his life story and then also kind of who he is in real life behind the scenes. Uh, and uh, you're right. So he, he right after he didn't he, right after college, he didn't actually graduate college. He even though he's listed as um, having been a member of the class of uh, the year he was supposed to graduate, he didn't actually graduate, um, uh, which his father was surprised to learn as well. And I told his father that. But doesn't seem to have mattered at this point that he didn't graduate from college. But he got a job at the Heritage Foundation for one of their publications, just being a fact checker and going through, um, uh, you know, letters and things of that nature. But he always wanted to be a journalist because of, as he puts it, the most medieval reasons, which is that's what his father did. Uh, and his father uh, was a very interesting family life. You know, his father was an orphan. He was adopted out of an orphanage in Boston called the Home for Little Wanderers, which was founded for actually uh, the children of Civil War uh, soldiers who, who uh, whose fathers didn't come home. And his father wanted to be a writer. He wanted adventure. He wanted to travel the U.S. and 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 be a reporter. And he finally got a gig at the Los Angeles Times, moved up to San Francisco. Uh, so Tucker always had that inspiration in his life, and he studied history at college, uh, and then he got his first newspaper job at a, at a newspaper in Arkansas, and he picked up and moved to Arkansas, worked there, eventually found his way to Washington, D.C. at the Weekly Standard. But something that Tucker doesn't really get enough credit for is he's an extremely talented writer, a very, very beautiful and very talented and very funny writer. And you go through a lot of his old uh, newspaper magazine articles, and this becomes very Evident, And he really made a name for himself in the late 90s, early 2000s, doing these big, very entertaining, very erudite profiles of people like George W. Bush, um, James Carville, Ron Paul. And uh, his first television appearance was kind of on a lark. And he was invited on to CBS to talk about um, the O.J. Simpson trial. And uh, he'd never been on television before. Uh, and then, of course, as anyone in television sort of knows, once you've been on television, you're sort of a part of the talking head club and then you become bookable. Uh, and that's sort of how he got started. And then eventually he worked, as a lot of uh, your viewers will know, he worked for now all three cable networks, CNN, MSNBC, and then finally Fox. Um, and uh, and now that he's off of Fox, you know, his his next journey um, is, is anyone we're to see what Tucker really looks like unbound and unleashed um, you know, his firing from Fox, as, as a lot of people have rightly pointed out and have, have suspected, seems to be like so much to do with narrative control. And he was always on Fox, um, stood out for the exact reason that he did not say not only he took a counter narrative to what everyone else on Fox was saying, but obviously the rest of mainstream media, which, of course, rightfully raised suspicions about why his show was cut off the air. Um, but uh, but I don't think anyone really it was shocking the timing of it, but everyone knew that his days were going to eventually be numbered because he was so out of line compared to what the approved narrative is of the Uniparty. And it's why uh, we can't wait to see what he does next. You know, it's 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 the same story about shows like yours, Steve, with War Room, why people are flocking to outlets like this because you can't trust the narrative anymore. And everyone sees that it's all controlled by the Uniparty and the advertisers. <clears throat> and so it will really be interesting to see what his next step is. But with that said, now that he has left Fox at the timing of this book coming out, 
it's really, um, you know, at least in my mind as, as the writer has really sort of solidified this as the true origin story of Tucker Carlson and the, his true origin ending with his final show on Fox News and slightly in the aftermath on that, because now he is going to become uh, uh, something completely new. And we're going to see uh, uh, what that looks like and what it is when he doesn't have those constraints placed upon him. The timing of the book <laughs> is nothing short, quite frankly, of exquisite. I mean, at the very moment, uh, he has this epic battle with the Murdochs uh, and then now is still fighting for his freedom because they're going to still try to keep him tied down a book about his origin story comes out. Once again, Chadwick, uh, we'd love to reserve a time to get you back on here because it's just fascinating. Um, where do people go once again to get the book, to pre-order it, and where do they follow you on social media? Because I think it's uh, your voice that people have to now start keeping constantly on watch, uh, not just given the book, but uh, uh, your other uh, ideas about media. Oh, sure. Thank you. It's uh, the You can go to tuckerthebook.com, tuckerthebook.com. There you can, uh, there's links to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, or you can buy directly from the publisher if you don't want to give money to Jeff Bezos. And uh, for me, you can mostly find me on Twitter. It's at Chadwick underscore more, at Chadwick underscore more on Twitter. That's primarily where I am on social media. For your publisher, we just got to stay on watch because the New York Times will do everything possible to keep this off as the number one bestseller. And it will be the number one bestseller just on, on books sold to real people. Trust me, I know the war room audience is going to be all over it. Chadwick Moore, thank you for doing the book, and thank you for taking time away uh, today to be a refreshing voice to come on The War Room. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Tucker Carlson, a fierce competitor, and uh, of course the Murdochs are going to try to keep him tied up and keep him from having a platform. He can do anything he wants to do now, and his voice is amazingly important for 2024. They know that. We know that. He knows that. Okay, short break. We're back in the war room. 90-second break. Back in the war room in just a moment. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 